Hey, welcome back, fam. This is your host, Sam J. Hey, I'm back again, and welcome to Black Men in Suits. I thank you guys for stopping in and listening to this podcast. Uh, I'm back. You know, it's been a while, but I've been on the move. I've been making some things uh, happen here and there just to prepare for the podcast uh, going forward, you know, because, you know, we want to deliver to you guys and guys out there about what men really think, especially from the voice of black men. You know, there's so much that's out here that uh, people talk about. We talk about on a daily basis uh, in social media groups, even amongst our peers. And it really seems that information that we share with each other, even the stuff we share with each other, it's not, you know, some things come across not deliberate, you know, the message is delivered you know, in the wrong way sometimes. So, you know, what our channel is, is about is giving you guys a look into the side of black men that's not shared very often. You know, what black men really think. Not the, oh, you know, we, we into the drama and let's talk about drama. No, we're not going to be talking about you know, calling women out their names on this podcast. We're not going to be downgrading anybody or anything of that nature. Uh, we're going to focus on the truth, though. We're going to focus on, you know, ways that we can look at the dynamics that affect us. And uh, today is going to be uh, a start of a new, uh, a start of a uh, process that is going to be great for the podcast. And, uh, I am uh, glad you guys are here with me. And uh, let's get this podcast popping. All right, so today's podcast is surrounding the discussion or discussions that are going around about the Harriet Tubman Bobbitt. And, um, you know, I think that the conversations is, is pretty simple. Um, I don't think there needs to be, you know, it, there seems to be, I wasn't going to do this podcast. Let, let, just, let, let me start there. I wasn't going to do this podcast, but every day I'm consistently seeing different threads, different YouTube channels, different Twitter feeds about people discussing what they don't like about the Harriet Tubman film, why the rest of the world shouldn't watch it. And even, you know, I mean, let's be fair here, even the side of people that saying, you know, why we should watch it, okay? I want to just share uh, from my perspective, you know, uh, of the black, uh, you know, of the Harriet Tubman topic. And, and again, like I said, when, when I look at all the different feeds that's on social media uh, and, and multiple, multiple platforms, you know, there's just this, there's this divide in our community about what we should and shouldn't support because 
you know, everybody has their dynamics, you know, because it affects this and it affects that. It affects this and it affect, affects that. You know, and I just want to say this. I want to say, I want to get on this because I'm not seeing what people really need to be talking about. You know, and, I, and that's one of the biggest problems I see with communication. There's a lot of great dialogue going on. There's a lot of great topics of conversation that's going on, but everything seems to be so one-sided for one or the other. And there's always, there's, there's like the things that are substantial are getting hidden in the foolishness, you know? Let's take Eric Tubman. Let's take this, this biopic uh, that just came out 2019. Star, starring Cynthia Rubel. Um I know there's a lot of controversy around, uh, which has been for quite some time, around, you know, act, actors and actresses, their portrayals, you know, uh, of, you know, where you, where you have an English actor which would be an actor from the UK or abroad in Eastern, right? And they will play, they will, they will be cast for these roles that involve like mostly, you know, like mostly like civil rights films or uh, films involving slavery and those nature and, and things like that. And we seem, there seems to be this dynamic, this culture of, of, of our people, they they get irritated or outraged by that, right? And you know, when you sit down, one of the great one of the things about having a great dialogue is that a great dialogue is is, is similar to a argument of essay where you have the discussion, you know, topic, and, you know, this person here, they, they say their side of, they say what they feel, they express their, their, their passion. And then once you finish doing that, you stop and you listen to the other person's perspective. If we want to really know why there's this level of division amongst us, that's one of the main factors. That's one of the main problems we have. You know, in some dynamics, it, it, it is a human, uh, it's a human issue. Uh, I will say that, you know, uh, but it's important for us, especially when, when you have someone that's on the side of unity and coalition, and that's one that's, that's one that, that want to throw their fist up in the air and say, hey, you know, I'm pro-black, I'm this, you know, this is what I stand for, right? It's very important for someone in that position to understand the dynamics of a uh, argument of conversation. You know, it's very important. For those of us who are like, hey, 
I'm for my people. If we're really for our people, if we are really for our people, we under we we ourselves have to understand that you know the dynamics of conversations you're going to have amongst your people is going to vary widely. Everybody is not going to take get your take on it. Everybody is not going to see it the way you see it. So when you so when you have these discussions and you want to talk about, you know, you want to tell your people, you want to say, hey, I do not recommend you watch this film, which is the subject of, at hand. You know, I myself, one, I'm, I'm a very observant. I'm like, OK, this brother or sister is, you know, is speaking on some dynamics. Hey, let's chime in. Let's listen. What I want to hear from leaders, what I want to hear from public figures is something very substantial. I'm not hearing anything substantial lately. You know, and let's talk about the, the, this cause of boycotting the film, right? Let's just say this. There is a very substantial reason to have that disposition, okay? You know, uh, and, and, and having that disposition is a right, okay? And having a disposition where you said, I, I'm gonna watch the film, that's a right. And I'm, and I'm gonna get to that in a second. But when we have these conversations, and we want to tell our people, hey, this is my recommendation, and here's why. Give your people some great dynamics. Give, give them something very substantial to lean on. Therefore, you're not you're not leading them over a cliff. That they don't for you know, you, you you're sending people up a mountain and not telling them what the terrain is like. You know, you're not you're not warning them what the weather's gonna be like on our on our hike. You're, you're, you're not giving them no details, but you want people to follow you. You want people to, to understand your dynamics of, of reasoning, but you're not giving them anything substantial. A lot of people are not, they're not gonna get that. So when you get, so when you get that backlash, for you to backlash back, that's an issue to me, you know? For you, for you to swing back, that, that's an issue to me because it's like, okay. I mean, sit back and understand if, if you were to deliver your message properly the first time, people would be able to better understand your position. And here's my example. Most of the, and this is most, most of the things I've seen Everybody's dispute about boycotting the film goes back to my initial uh, uh, comment about English actors playing American act, American uh, leaders or civil rights leaders or American figures in film, and it's that's funny. It's funny that that's you know it's funny, but it's not funny. It, it trips me out because I say, okay, how is that your beef? 
Now, let's go a little further. <laughs> so when you sit down and have a conversation, you know, the response is, well, uh, they don't stand for us. She don't stand for us. And she said this and she said that. And so here I am, I'm steady listening. I'm like, okay, I hear that. I want to understand your position. Show me your, the, show me something of substance. Now, now that you made your point about that, show me something. No one can tell you anything substantially about Cynthia Ruvu or why a sister herself cannot play a, you know, a American figure. Other other than the fact of, you know, and I seen where they, they posted about comments that she made, that she have made towards other people on Twitter that were basically coming at her about some things. And to me, I'm like, okay, hey, you know, I, I get it. As, as a public figure, you know, you have to be careful of the things you say to people because people are so very overly sensitive. But I'm tripping on, I'm tripping on this whole thing, you know, that, that whole stamp of, of, of an example because I'm like, these same, these same people or these same public figures that's saying this is their point of view, 99.9% of the time you can find something on you can find a text message whether their personal life you know private or public some stuff that they have said that have contradicted their whole beef you know so I'm like okay that right there is you know that's I want to hear that that's irrelevant I mean you just you lost me with that Okay, the second conflict has been um, so the second conflict that I've seen were people talking about issues with the scripts of the movie itself, right? And I'm like, oh my God, here we go. But, but again, to be fair, I say, hey, if that's the case, that's, hey, that's, that's foul. That's really foul. Hey, tell me, give me some examples. What happened? So there were examples pushed or pushed out and that you, you were finding. And one of those examples were, where they've romanticized the film. You know, many argued that the storyline was in favor of humanizing the acts of slavery, insinuating that the writers were pushing towards romanticizing the relationship between Herod and a slave master. You know, and then they even went further, you know, they added the fact that they had the African-American bounty hunter, right? That was working alongside slave catchers, you know, And, I, and, and I'm standing there listening to this and I'm like, okay, hold up. I'm going to take what you're saying seriously. However, 
me being a historian, you know, myself, light historian, <laughs> like, uh, you know, but I do, I study a lot about history, especially our history, you know, our public figures, uh, you know, like I go, I go above and beyond, you know, I watch as many documentaries as I can. I, I, I look, I look up at as many, uh, articles on, on these individuals. I, I write down how many books have been written about them, if they've written books themselves. And so with Harriet, I have already done that due diligence uh, for a very long time. You know, I've already, I know a lot about uh, what is in literature about Harriet, right? Um, there's one book I haven't got a chance to finish reading, and that was the book that she helped write herself. Uh, and I haven't finished it all the way. Uh, but, you know, uh, uh, but again, you know, this is, you talking about, you know, ever since I was a child, you know, and uh, the older I got, you know, I would rewatch old, older films, you know. But here's the, here's the dynamics to a, a one point that I'm gonna get to in a few minutes, and that is, Everybody don't watch old films. Everybody don't, everybody don't pick up literature. You know, everybody doesn't. So when you're, so when you're trying to discuss things up to your people, or you're trying to convince your, your followers, you know, well, I take that back. It's not really hard to convince your followers. But when you're trying to speak to the masses, and when you're trying to be a public figure and you try to speak, to people as a whole. You got to be able to connect, you know, unbiasedly. And if you can't connect unbiasedly, you know, you leave a huge room for, you know, uh, of being a hypocrite. And, and, that, and that's, to me, that's, I'm like, I can't, I can't get with that. I can't get with that, you know. Um, so with the, with that being said, right, you know, we have to sit back and think about that aspect of them talking about the film, right? You know, so I watched it, okay? I watched it because I'm, I'm an enthusiast. I love that. I, I'm a cinephile. I love movies. Anything on film, I love it. Um, because I feel, you know, you, a lot of things can connect with you when you see it visually, you know, that's a part process of learning, you know, everybody learns differently. Some people can learn from their, their own personal imagination from literature. Some people only learn visually. I'm one of those individuals where I learn, I've learned to to be well-rounded with my learning, um, you know, and 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 that comes from the aspect of, you know, it makes you, it make to me, it makes you able to join conversations unbiasedly about something, you know, and and you can actually you can say, hey, well according to this or according to that, 
and and you're not necessarily always you know i i feel it frees you from to an extent it frees you from developing your your own opinion or your your own personal makeup of something that's recorded you know uh for example with harriet tubman's there have been numbers numerous of film uh regarding her life you know, I don't know if anybody remembers, but you, you remember uh, Cicely Tyson, uh, Ruby D, uh, and countless of other act- actresses have played her in short films, plays, you know? And, it, and the dynamics is this. If you're someone that knows that, and, and, and now here's my opinionated point. If you're someone that knows that, if you've read multiple literature, if you've if you've seen multiple films, <laughs> you should be already well versed in your historical knowledge of who she is, right, or who she was. Uh, and I think with that knowledge. It should it should open up that, that that room. It should open up that 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 aspect of teaching, you know, in a sense, and, and it's and it's what you know uh, one of my dear friends called literacy is motion, because it should open up that door when you're well versed in that. It should open up that door for you to have a conversation. Because let's look at it from the millennial standpoint. You're not going to get any child 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, or 19, 20. It's going to be very hard, you know, and so forth, so forth. It's going to be very hard to convince them to watch a old film with Cicely Tyson in it. I'm not saying that every child would, would not. I'm saying that when it comes to that, that dynamics, you know, not many people watch 1970 films. You know, you know, not okay. I, I say not many millennials. You know, you have to be in tune with that. That has to be something that that interests you. It has to be an interest of yours, which we all know that our youth today that's not their interest unless. Because and, and, and the reason why it's not their interest because there is a generation in our community that, that has failed to teach our children history. We've relied on the system way too much. And it has always been controlled and it's even worse now. You know, I mean, like, let's go back 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when they first started talking about taking history, you know, certain history out of classes. Yeah, yeah, we was upset. Yeah, the people should be upset and they should always be upset. But there's also, there also should have been that door that said, you know what, okay, this is what we doing. So when I go home now 
And I talk to my children, I'm gonna nurture them with the knowledge that I have with things, you know? And again, there's a bit, there's that, there's that one hand where a lot of us, things we don't know, okay? So, getting to the aspect of the film, right? I watched the film. None of that was in it. Well, especially the part about the, the, the romance between Harriet and her slave master or the slave master was in love with Harriet. That was a very irrational perspective of the film. And it was way further from the truth. You know, and it's like I, I, I'm. <laughs> I was just, I was just at, I was, you know, because I listened to the people tell me this stuff. Like, okay, wow, you know, here's this dynamic. That's horrible if that's the case. But from a knowledgeable standpoint, I'm like, that can't be. I cannot see them going that far in this film. So my curiosity was like, I have to see this film. Because to myself, I'm one of the most unbiased individuals, you know, um, that I know. And so when I watch a film, you know, I will give, I will give my bias review, but I will also, you know, I would never tell somebody not to see something and if I did I would give them my personal opinion you know like I would actually point out things that are substantial so when I heard about the you know the slave master being low with hair I was like that's very substantial so hold up so I was prepared as watching it I was I was prepared to turn it off you know like you know what you know, um, but that never happened. Then we get to the point of about the narrative was the black man is the enemy because he was helping catch slaves. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Are we seriously lack that knowledge of history of our history that we do that we don't believe or don't know that there were free black men who participated in the capture of slaves I'm, I'm done now whether or not that's in the story because you know that's one of those counts that Harriet never talks about but then again let's understand this is a film this is a biopic it's not it's not the true accounts of Harriet's life from A to Z <laughs> it's a film designed to gather the interest of the millennial people that, that watch film in this decade. 
Now, again, there is a realm of possibility where those dynamics can be so screwed that you're just like, you know what, this is just horrible. But none of that was, it was never that deep. Never that deep. So, you know, I, I, I'm, so after watching the film, I was immediately disappointed with some public figures who, that, that's, that's what their argument of claims were. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, I will tell you this, you know, just like everybody, I think, the film does nullify <laughs> several dynamics of Harriet's heroism. You know, I, I will admit that. Like, there's some orders of things that didn't really seem, you know, according to the literature, it wasn't A and B. It was like uh, they went they went to Z on one point on one part, especially the part about when she came back to get her husband. Uh, according to literature, it didn't really happen in that way. It was like I think one of her nieces or something, uh, somebody like that. That was they was the first that she really went and got. Uh, but that that's neither here or there, you know. I mean, because again, if you understand, if you uh, if you are deep into literature, and if you, you know, if you've done your due diligence with reading and and picking up a book and and picking up like you know, and I'm not saying that you know any random book, but actually, you know, out of all the years of living, and Black History Month comes around and her name has come up, you know. If we were actually reading material on her, by now you would we would know those dynamics. And if and if we watch film as much as we, you know, know we know Hollywood, their end game is to to sell the entertainment aspect of it. Okay, but hey, that's hey again, that's neither here nor there. But you know. You know, like I said, when you compare it to the literature, you know, there are a few sequences that are out of order. Uh, but again, nonetheless, the film does not never take away from her value. It never does. Not at one point at all. You know. And I tell people, you know, um, I think one of the most important things we got to understand is that uh, we have to stop looking to Hollywood to tell our story. You know, I feel biopics are great conversation starters for, especially for the current millennials, you know, uh, because you see films like this produced every 10 or 20 years, right? And, and, and they're designed to ignite the conversation of history. Plain and simple, you know? I mean, let, let's, let's think about the movies like The Woman Called Moses or The Underground Railroad. Most 19-year-olds up to 23-year-olds probably won't even know what that is right now. Hell, you have people, you know, uh, steering left real, uh, steering right real quick. You have people who haven't, my age, who haven't seen Love Jones. Get what I'm saying? So, 
you know, okay. <laughs> but you know, nonetheless, we should use these biopics to open up their conversations to that, that we should be having with our children about our experiences, you know, or our grandmother's experiences or our grandparents, you know, our grandparents' experiences or our, our parents' experiences, things that we know, you know? I mean, we should all be smart enough to know that there's a lot more to Harriet's journey than that, that will ever be portrayed on film. You know, I mean, you just, you, you cannot document her extraordinary violence in a two hour film. I mean, you just can't, you know? I mean, the only thing you could do when you create, you know, biopics is just be informative. But I, you know, again, It just, I was appalled that the, half of the people I've seen complain about the film. None of the outrage, well, I gonna say none. There, there, there was a few drops in the bucket here and there. None, not many people talked about what is a substantial reason you know, a, a substantial disposition. I mean, because nonetheless, is never the ultimate reason why you should tell someone not to do their due diligence as far as we're watching it and to doing their own research. You know, I think that's, that's the biggest trick, you know, that, you know, that, <laughs> you know, the, uh, that the evil powers can do to us, you know, block us, have other people block us from opening our minds. And that happens every day. You know, there was not many people that, that talked about Brian Allen and his controversial uh, lawsuit against Comcast. You know, so I'm not going to get into the details of that, but I will say this briefly. It's basically Comcast is the parent company uh, that owns Focus Films. And Focus Film is the production company uh, for the Harriet film, right? Um, so basically, all the paychecks is everybody getting or will get. You know, basically, the owners at Comcast are the are the ones that basically sign those checks or distribute that that money to Focus Film, and Focus Film, you know, did what they need to do after that, right? Now here's the here's the thing. Brian Allen's lawsuit, in essence, initially wasn't about the civil rights lawsuit that was brought into play, place later on during the, uh, his lawsuit. You know, I mean, early on within his lawsuit. Like his his initial stance on it was just the fact that he just wanted to say, hey, why y'all don't, why, why y'all won't do business with me? And their response was, well, your shows, you know, you want us to pick up your shows for our station 
but your 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 you know your programming doesn't have the ratings or or we don't think they have the ratings it, it was something of that nature so you already understand you know anybody that's that's even in the entertainment industry especially even like you know the podcast you know our our fellow podcasters out there you know anybody that's doing anything far as media wise you understand that numbers will play a huge aspect of your revenue numbers will play a huge aspect of who people will do business with and that's that's factual okay again I respect I respect the boycott on the aspect of we the fact that Comcast brought the Civil Rights Act into the picture, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. You know, but I also remain educated on the aspect that with Brian Allen's initial lawsuit wasn't even involving, you know, Comcast. I mean, I mean not Comcast. It wasn't even involving the Civil Rights Act. He never even used it as a, uh, a as an example of why they won't do business with him. They did that. Comcast brought that into the picture. Now, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let everybody. I'm gonna let you digest the way that the way you want to digest it. You know. Uh, I mean, because nonetheless. I respect Brian Allen. I respect him as a brother. Uh, I respect the fact that I have never seen anything in the the media detrimental about, you know, his moral actions. Uh, However, I do know those. I do know that what's written is that his lawsuit was never initially about the Civil Rights Act. And he never used it as a card to play. But Comcast tried to. And that's where the issue came in at. So. So, yes, I stand with the brother on aspect of that. I I stand with that, no doubt. But I would never tell any of my youth or any of my people to not see this film to not see this film and use it as a teachable moment for your children, your generation. What is the knowledge that you have? Is there a lot of truth? Is there some false things that's, that's, that's written? Then you you correct that. You go, you know, you correct that. You know, the aspect of of, of having the freedom and the liberty to to do what you want as as an individual you you can go see whatever film you want to see and it's nobody's right to tell you not to or try to push a outrage on you about it without giving you something substantial to fight for 
Now, my closing, I'm going to say this. I just hope that with, with everything that's going on, for those who telling people, don't go see this film because it's, 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 it's wrong, it's backwards, then I hope to see more from these same people about these films that promote sexual behavior and sexual deviancy and abuse. You hear me? See, that's, that's that dynamics that will, that will put you in that hypocrite bubble. If we're going to be passionate about one particular thing, because we say, quote unquote, it's a moral disposition to have as a people or as a person of color, then yes, I need to see you on more platforms than just talking about a film about a biblical hero. And yes, I said biblical because she was magnificent. There will never be none like her. Definitely not in my lifetime. There would never be none like her. You know, there's, there, there seems to be a lot of, lot of those black slave masters, uh, Slave catchers out here, if you ask me. But hey, I'm not gonna go there. Just we just gonna uh, <laughs> keep it fresh. But let's just say I want to see this. I, I want to hold these public figures. Let's hold these public figures when they tell us things like that. When they stand up and say, "Oh, don't take your kids to see Harriet because of this and because of that." When they start talking like that, you know, which again, like I said. Doesn't mean not listen to them. But you'd be like, hey, okay. I feel you, brother. I feel you, sister. Give me something substantial, though. What, what's the deal? And like I said, most platforms you look at, none of, none of them really mentions the Brian Allen lawsuit that he has with Comcast. And I just briefly broke you down some details with that, right? But hey, it is what it is. But their, their biggest beef is all about who's playing Harriet. Okay. You know, like, okay. I, I, okay, I got you, sister. I got you, brother. But then next week, or 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 or, or, or when you are following these, these uh, figures and they have nothing to say about child abuse, they have nothing to say about the sexual deviancy films. They have not, they have nothing to say about uh bullying. They have nothing to say about suicide. They have nothing to say about sex trafficking. Everything that they talk about is conspiracy based. Don't let the blind lead you into the ocean. Right over the plank. I love y'all, and thank you for checking out Black Man and Suits podcast. Stay tuned. I got more on the way.
And as that concludes today's episode of Black Men in Suits, once again, I would like to thank you all for stopping by and checking out our podcast. Much love, much respect, and I hope everybody out there enjoy their holidays and uh, enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, because tomorrow is in promise. But once again, stay tuned for more in-depth conversation, more in-depth uncut truth talks from the black men in suits, black men in our society. You know, right here, you're going to get, you know, just the, you know, what we think, you know, uh, from just a few brothers in our society. Um, I'm, I'm your host, Sam J. And stay tuned, you know, for more of the fellas, you know, pretty soon what I'm going to do with the podcast going forward. Uh, start getting some of the other guys in where they can come on and we can do some uh, live talks um, and also uh, give you guys some more in-depth, you know, in-depth uh, conversations and topics, you know, where it comes from family, lineage, culture, uh, love and relationships. So uh, stay tuned.